Welcome back. You're listening to The Wire, 95BFM's news and current affairs show. Last week, the Auckland War Memorial Museum announced it would be moving from what it called a colonial museum to a titariti-centric approach. I spoke to Valerie Morse from Peace Action Wellington about their response to this and why this approach is necessary for museums in Aotearoa. I think the museum is moving in the right direction. I think it is absolutely appropriate in 2024 for Auckland Museum to be moving towards uh, being a Tetiriti-centred museum um, and certainly shedding its settler colonial past. For those who might not know, could you tell our listeners a bit about the settler colonial past and what the Auckland Museum has committed to to address that? Yeah, so um, I, I think it's important to understand that across the world there are movements um, through the museum communities to museum professionals really who do curate exhibitions who collect um, artifacts to decolonize these institutions Um, and Auckland War Memorial Museum is absolutely one of those institutions that's born of the colonial state um, that was established essentially as a kind of a monument to uh, fallen soldiers um, who served in imperialist wars. Like, this, this is not hyperbole. These, these are literally the, the facts of, of its history. Um, and throughout that history, that has not really been a, an institution that has, I, I suppose, understood its role as part of a colonizing project, a way of projecting mythologies about peaceful race relations or the peaceful settlement of, of Aotearoa, New Zealand. So I think moving, moving away from a kind of settler colonial past where museums were places that sort of hoarded objects that belonged to cultures that weren't necessarily their own, um, oftentimes stolen objects, to, to a place which is what Auckland Museum is looking to do now, moving into a model where they're working much more collaboratively with communities. And that's all communities. So that's communities across Auckland um, and across Aotearoa and the Pacific that have relevance, um, you know, to to the the kind of overall mission of the museum, educating and informing people. Why do you think it has taken so long for an approach like this to be introduced? Well, I guess what I would say is there's there's been great people in Auckland Museum for quite some time. I've had um, a number of dealings with people in their library staff and with their collections um, in mounting exhibitions. I, I guess, critical exhibitions about Anzac Day. Um, and I feel like there there are some really great people within the museum. But I also feel like, you know, there are very, very long and strong ties uh, to its its longstanding kind of approach. And, and you know, it, it can be difficult to for institutions to move and to shift. So, um, you know, here in Wellington, we have had the, the, the artivists, kind of action at Te Papa, where they've redacted the treaty, they've changed the, 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 um, the words on the English language draft text of the treaty that was displayed at Te Papa. Now, this is not an artifact, this is just simply a, a display, but it, it kind of highlights the fact that, you know, these, these institutions, our museums, are the main vehicle for interpreting and telling stories about New Zealand and about Aotearoa. So it is really, really important that those institutions actually do have a bicultural approach. But as I said, I think that that can be difficult 
uh, for institutions. They tend to be very slow moving and, and pretty resistant to change. Given the political climate at the moment, are you concerned that this move could be used as, I guess, a political tool? I absolutely am concerned. Um, I guess what I would say is nothing that, in a way, nothing that the museum is doing should be controversial, right? We have a, a, a treaty in this country that allows Pakia, that allows non-Māori to live here. That's what the treaty is about, is, is essentially a, a permission slip to, 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 to live here legally um, on the lands we call New Zealand or Aotearoa, right? And so if we're kind of saying, oh, somehow that it's inappropriate to use Tatiriti as a basis for that museum, we're basically saying, oh, actually the basis of New Zealand's colonization and settlement um, has, has no real legitimacy. So I think it's important for people to understand in terms of that t- wider debate about Tatiriti that without Tatiriti, without the Tatiriti of Waitangi, Pākehā and non-Māori who live here do so as an illegal occupation, just like any other illegal colonial occupation uh, around the world. The, the treaty is the unique thing that gives us permission to be here. Uh, and without it, or with changes to it that are not consented to by Māori, um, yeah, we're on very, very shaky ground. Um, and so for an institution like Auckland War Memorial Museum to make the steps that it's making, they're very common sense. They're very um, appropriate. Um, yeah, and, and frankly, long overdue. Um, I think Māori would say they are very long overdue. But they are going to be a political football because we've got a white supremacist government. We've got a government that is interested in politicizing um, long-standing conventions, I guess, and, and long-standing understanding about what the treaty means. So all in, in, in service of kind of, you know, consolidation of wealth and power. So that's, that's, that's where our concerns really lie, is that we need truth in our history and our, our, our museum exhibitions need to be about factual representations of things that have happened in the past, not glamorized uh, mythologized stories about war. And that was Valerie Morse from Peace Action Wellington on their response to Auckland Museum's new Tiriti-centric approach.